Three of Wisconsin's prisons, Wappen, Green Bay, and Stanley Correctional Institutions, have been in what the Department of Corrections euphemistically calls a state of modified movement, but most would call a lockdown. In October, inmates at Wappen filed a lawsuit in federal court claiming that deteriorating conditions amounted to cruel and unusual punishment. The suit describes prisoners denied health care, infestations of roaches and rats, and prohibitions against prisoner movement. These conditions have resulted in at least two deaths, including one suicide. Ryan Clancy represents Wisconsin Assembly District 19, which includes much of eastern Milwaukee. On November 14th, Clancy and other Democrats introduced a package of conditions of confinement bills to seek to restore humane treatment at Wisconsin's prisons. Assembly District Representative uh, Ryan Clancy joins us now by phone. Welcome to the 8 o'clock bus. Thank you so much, Ryan. Appreciate you having me. So uh, the governor, Evers, recently issued an uh, executive order where they're announcing a number of changes at the some of the prisons and uh, some modifications to this limited movement uh, situation that the Department of Corrections has installed. Is that enough, or is there more that needs to be done? I, I am grateful that the, the governor has, has visited uh, some of those institutions now and, and is taking uh, action on some of them. Uh, it is not enough, frankly. And what else we needs are. to happen? And tell us what, what some of the conditions of confinement bills would do. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, we, we need more immediate action uh, and, and more uh, comprehensive action than, than what, uh, you know, kind of tinkering around the edges would be. Um, I, I, in, in visiting a lot of these institutions over the last you know, nine months or so, and even before that at the, at the county level, it's very clear that uh, some of these buildings, some of these uh, conditions are, are such that uh, these institutions should not be open. Uh, places like Green Bay and Wapan uh, and uh, MSDF here in Milwaukee uh, will never be suitable uh, for people. So we can talk about making things slightly better and doing some harm reduction in terms of giving people access to the outdoors and windows and AC when it's 100 degrees outside. Uh, but some of these uh, conditions are so untenable that they uh, there should not be people uh, you know, held in captivity in these buildings at all. So around the country, we've been uh, seeing a lot of debate about the about investment, capital investment in prisons. Here in Dane County, we have a, a debate about uh, the county jail. Is what's the solution here? Is it to build better prisons or to keep people out of prisons to begin with? Uh, it is the latter. Uh, we have a massive incarceration problem, not only in the U.S. but in Wisconsin uh, generally, uh, where we uh, we incarcerate one out of thirty six of our black residents. Uh, and, and again, the, the conditions here are important. It is important as, as possible, uh, but there is no humanity, uh, you know, to, to the sort of mass incarceration that we're engaging in uh, right now to begin with. Uh, and as we see, you know, bills coming through that uh, create new penalties and kind of uh, put people in something focusing upstream where we provide opportunities for people not to be uh, in the uh, uh, in the system in the first place. I, I think we're really going backwards. So tell us a little bit about the specifics of the conditions of confinement package bill. There's a, a suite of bills here, uh, seven or eight or, or more bills uh, that have all been introduced. What kinds of things are these looking to do? 
Yeah, I, I, actually, we have 17 in total, and we're uh, we're pleased to see that number actually coming down over time because, uh, you know, I guess there are two avenues to provide change through this. One is if these bills were to pass and we were able to see uh, that codified into, into law. Uh, the other one is, is putting some pressure, frankly, on the Evers administration and on the Department of Corrections to make a lot of these changes uh, administratively because uh, not all of these things need to be law. Some of these can be changed. Uh, and I, I've, I've been impressed with the Department of Corrections' willingness to, at least on some of these items, work on those. But we have, you know, we've got adding uh, air conditioning to, uh, to uh, some institutions that, that don't have it currently, um, letting people see outside. I was struck uh, in doing some tours of some buildings that uh, people will go for many months uh, without being able to, uh, to be outside uh, or to even see outside through a window um, and uh, watching what that does to, to folks and their uh, their psychological health, I think has been eye-opening for me. Um, providing a, a sub-minimum wage for, for, for folks uh, while they're incarcerated, um, uh, recreation and programming, guaranteeing visitation, uh, guaranteeing, you know, free uh, of calling and phone calling. And really what a lot of these have in common is that if we are less cruel to people when we incarcerate them, it makes reentry uh, far more successful and it reduces crime. People are much more likely to be rearrested and put back in the system if they don't have access to, uh, to programming and to meaningful communications with their communities uh, while they're incarcerated. So the Department of Corrections is blaming a staffing shortage for the current lockdowns in uh, the in the prisons and uh, they certainly do seem to be having some difficulty in in attracting staff uh, perhaps because of the conditions uh, there at the prisons that you describe um, they've got over a 30 percent vacancy rate do any uh, the I know there's recently been uh, an increase in the minimum wage for um, correction staff but that hasn't seemed to have much of an impact uh, what is there is there any way of uh, getting these prisons adequately staffed? Uh, yes, uh, and it's what we talked about before. This is not a matter of understaffing; it's a matter of overpopulation. When we uh, stop, we, you know, when we stop incarcerating so many people uh, for things that are unnecessary, and we we focus more on making sure that people have you know opportunities and investing in their communities. Uh, in a way that doesn't incarcerate so many of the uh, of Wisconsin's residents, uh, that is really the solution overall. This is not something that we can throw money at. And I think the the culture within a lot of institutions, especially at the county level, um, makes it really toxic. I think I, you know, I, I, I have some appreciation for people not wanting to work for a certain wage, but at some point uh, people don't want to do work uh, that is, uh, you know, that is contributing to a really inhumane system. And I think there's there's not a minimum number of dollars that you can pay some people to do that work. Now, some of the bills that uh, are included in this package, uh, quite frankly, are kind of shocking. Uh, for example, uh, LRB 4682, four bathing periods with heated running water. And that sets a standard that prisoners are allowed to have four baths a week with heated running water. How did we get to a state where uh, where prisoners are not allowed to bathe? It, it is terrible. And, and again, uh, Representative Madison and I, uh, who, who share an office and a lot of legislative priorities, uh, have made it a priority to visit many institutions 
Uh, and what I always ask when I'm in there is, you know, other than not being here yourself, what would you change? And we get answers about wanting to to connect, you know, with family and, and knowing that their their families have to choose between paying rent or, you know, talking to them on the phone. But we also hear hear really basic things like I want to take more than one shower a week, uh, especially when you're, you know, when you're in institutions and it's, you know, 90 or 100 degrees inside. Uh, the idea that we're uh, forcing people to use a washcloth and try to uh, try to clean themselves in a sink uh, in in their cell is incredibly inhumane, and, uh, and it's uh, it, it's really basic things like that. And it's basic basic things like you ask somebody what they would change, and they say, "I just want to see outside." Uh, and those are you know those are answers that that stick with me, uh, and that uh, you know I think have have provided the the foundation for this package. Uh, some of the other things in here uh, include things like, you know, access to hygiene products, uh, both, you know, things like bar soap and, and toothpaste and, uh, and feminine hygiene products in terms of access to tampons. Um, how, I mean, is this, this seems like the kind of thing that, uh, has this just been a sort of gradual deterioration or is this really a result of the, the sort of lockdown conditions that have occurred um, since the beginning of the year? I mean, it, the, the the lockdowns uh, have made it worse, um, but uh, this is something that's been a long time coming. Uh, and I have to say there's a, a big disparity often between different state institutions uh, and also between county institutions, which, which most of these bills would improve the conditions for in the state. Uh, often things at the county are far worse uh, even than what we have at the state. At our uh, Milwaukee County Jail, for instance, we've had a 14-month period where we had six deaths. Uh, we had, uh, you know, 27 people who uh, peacefully protested in a library trying to say they want out of their cells for more than a couple hours a day, uh, and they were pepper sprayed and beaten as a result of it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it is, uh, I think the, the lockdown conditions have made it much worse, uh, but there is a culture of inhumanity within these institutions that we can really only eliminate by incarcerating fewer people. And there's a couple of constitutional amendments in this package. Uh, one is a constitutional amendment to ban slavery, which seems like that would already have taken place. What would this do? I, again, extremely low bars, right? In 2023, we shouldn't have to be fighting about if slavery is legal, uh, but here we are. We shouldn't have to fight about if people can be outside or uh, you know, talk to their loved ones either. Um, and the other constitutional amendment, so one would, would ban slavery. I would say that uh, Wisconsin is not uh, a place where slavery is practiced. Uh, the other one would actually allow counties to uh, take control of their uh, county jails uh, rather than having the sheriff run them. Uh, if you look at data kind of across the country, what you see is that when uh, you know elected bodies, uh, you know uh, boards of supervisors and, and, and things, are running institutions directly, uh, the, the outcomes are much better uh, than when a single sheriff has, has total autonomy. Uh, and the, the stakes here are really dire. I mean, uh, it is a matter of life and death. Uh, and the, the disparity, for instance, between the Milwaukee uh, former House of Corrections and, uh, and the jail, one of which is run by a you know, democratically elected uh, board of supervisors, the other one is which is uh, run by the, uh, the sheriff, could not be more stark. One is very transparent and it has much better outcomes. One is opaque and has a high body count. Now, sheriffs in Wisconsin are also elected, but you're saying that this would uh, give control to a, a board and with the, that broader legislative body, you feel that that's a better oversight structure? 
It is, yeah, and, and that's what the, the data suggests. So I, I know as uh, I, I am a member of the Board of Supervisors, too, full, full disclosure, and I know that I'm, I'm much more accountable uh, in a much more direct way uh, as, as one of 18 people uh, than a, uh, a, a sheriff is uh, who will uh, remind us that they can do whatever they want because they're elected and only have to answer for it every four years. Now, I mean, if you'll, if you'll pardon the pun, the elephant in the room here is, of course, that uh, the Democrats don't control the legislature. Uh, that's controlled by the Republicans. And what are the chances of any of these bills moving forward, or are we going to have to depend on uh, some sort of federal court decision to force change in, in Wisconsin's prisons? Certainly, I know we're looking for a lot of uh, uh, looking forward to a, a uh, situation where we have fair maps, and I think that will make uh, much of it a lot uh, a lot easier. But that said, I, I, I have some respect for uh, Rep. Shra, who's the Republican uh, uh, head of the Corrections uh, Committee at the state. Uh, he has done many visits too. He understands that the uh, the situations in our uh, state facilities are dire. Um, and I, I look forward to his cooperation on this. And, uh, you know, I, I think we may have different views about, uh, you know, how we get there. But I, I think we have similar goals. And I, I know that Rep. Shra has, has seen the need for some change. And I, I hope that he signs on. I hope that we can, at the very least, get these hearings. Um, and I know we've spent a lot of time going back and forth with stakeholder groups. So both people that are, you know, currently and formerly incarcerated, and they're advocates, and there is such a sense of relief, even that these bills are being brought up and that people have something to sort of coalesce around so that we can have these conversations and talk about the really terrible conditions in our facilities right now. Where do you see this going? Uh, it, it is, to some extent, up to the Republicans. I know that uh, you know Robin Voss has a, uh, a stranglehold over whether things get hearings uh, for uh, a great extent. I, I hope that we have enough folks uh, on the Republican side of the aisle uh, that can understand, um, even if their priority is not uh, kind of doing the right thing in some abstract way or making things better for the people that we incarcerate, even if their frame has to be, this is a public safety package, the worse we are to people while they're incarcerated, uh, the worse things become for our communities and for reentry and for crime rates. Uh, whatever it takes to get these hearings uh, and to uh, to be able to hear directly from impacted folks from across the state during testimony is uh, is what I'll do, and I'm happy to uh, to work with with folks across the aisle uh, in whatever way and, and with whatever frame they need. Um, but these are important conversations, and I hope we can keep having them. We've been speaking with Wisconsin Assembly District 19 Representative Ryan Clancy. Thank you so much for joining us on the 8 O'Clock Buzz. Thank you so much, Brian.